good place to praise the Lord. Jesus, you are the center of my joy. Come on, if Jesus is the center of your joy, you ought to give God some praise. Come on, shout hallelujah. Shout out hallelujah. Come on, shout hallelujah. From the tops of your voice, give God the highest praise. Scream hallelujah. Bless your name. Bless your name. Bless your name. Bless your name. Bless the name of the Lord. 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 He's worthy of praise. He's worthy of praise. Hallelujah. He's worthy of your praise. Hey. Glory to God. 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 Have your way, Father. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Move in this house. Move, move, Lord. Move, Lord. Touch, touch right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we need a touch from you. We need a blessing from you. We need a miracle, Lord. Hallelujah. We trust you, Lord. We believe your word. We stand upon your promises. Father God, we do praise you. We do magnify your name because you're worthy. Even though we have not been good to you, you've yet been good to us. Even though at times we're not faithful to you, you're yet faithful to us. So, Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness. We thank you for grace and we thank you for mercy. We thank you for your loving kindness toward us. We thank you for being our provider, our sustainer, our healer, our redeemer, our way maker. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for forgiving us, waking us up this morning with our right minds, with the activities of our limbs. Lord, we thank you. Now, God, word in my mouth, give me what to say and how to say it. Let this word come to change one's life. One to edify, one to uplift, one to encourage. God, we're going to take the praise from you. Praise belongs to you. And let the church say amen. Repeat after me. There is glory in trials and sufferings. There is glory in trials and sufferings. Turn with me, if you would, in the book of Romans, the fifth chapter, verses one through five. I hope you have your notepads or you're able to take notes in your tablets or your phone. We're gonna go through some scriptures today. This is a preaching, teaching moment, amen. And the Bible reads, therefore being justified by faith, We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, 
by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein which we stand. And rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations. Also knowing that tribulations worketh patience. And patience experience and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. The word of the Lord is blessed. You may be seated if you can. When a person is truly justified, he is no longer defeated by trials and sufferings. Trials and sufferings no longer discourage or swamp him, no longer cast him down into the dungeon of despair and hopelessness. The very opposite is true. Trials and sufferings becomes purposeful and meaningful. The truly justified person knows that his life and welfare are completely under God's care and his watchful eye. Therefore, whatever events comes into one's life, whether good or bad, they are allowed by God for a reason. Somebody say for a reason. The justified person knows that God will take the trials and sufferings of this world. Long as you're in this world, you're going to face some trials. As long as you're in this world, there will be some suffering. Can I preach and teach at the same time? Yeah. Guess what? They will work out for your good. Even if God has to twist and move every event surrounding the believer. The passage explains the great benefits of trials and sufferings. It shows exactly how the trials and sufferings of life work good for us. The word trials or tribulation means pressure, oppression, affliction, and distress. It means to be pressed together ever so tightly. It means all kinds of pressure ranging from the day-to-day -day pressures over to the pressures of confronting the most serious afflictions, even that of death. Do I got to witness anybody? Yeah. Well, the Bible says in John, write these down or follow me, John 16 and 33. The Bible says, in the world, yeah. you shall have 
the word says that he'll hold you accountable for everything that you do in your body. Somebody say accountability. And when somebody holds you accountable, you're not ready to be held accountable. I guess I went over your head. When God holds you accountable and you know you're not ready, you're not ready to be held accountable because you know your accountability does not line up with his standards. Can I preach and teach at the same time? And the Bible says, in the world you shall have tribulations. But look at this. He says, but be of good cheer. And you're going to have tribulations, but be of good cheer. Go ahead and praise me. Go ahead and be happy. Be of good cheer. Don't walk around depressed. Don't be so down, but be of good cheer. And he says, because I have overcome the world. Well, the word reminds me, greater is he that is in me. That is he that is in the world. So he already overcame everything that's in the world. So he's not being good cheer because if you're in me, you are overcoming. The word reminds me that you're more than a conqueror. And if God before you, who can be against you? And you got to remind yourself that I'm a conqueror no matter what I face. Can I preach and teach? Somebody says, I am a conqueror. I don't care what the world brings my way. All things work together for the good to them that love the Lord that is called according to his purpose. Only you know if you got purpose. So I got to witness anybody. Turns to his name, I know I got purpose. He would not left me around here this long without no purpose. He would not left me here if I didn't have no purpose. The problem is I have not accepted the purpose. And I got to walk in the purpose once he shows me the purpose. So I got to witness anybody. Turns to his neighbor, you got purpose, you got purpose. You got to ask God, what is your purpose? That's not what you wanted to be. Oftentimes, I try to tell God what, what my purpose was. And I learned it wasn't for me to tell him what my purpose was. It was me to listen to receive the purpose that he had in my life. When I was trying to do my own purpose, I was going the wrong way. It was hardship. It was too hard for me to do because I was doing it the way I thought purpose should be. But when I said, Lord, what is your purpose? He began to open up doors. And allow the doors to open me again. I've been walking in his purpose. Doors I didn't want to go through. He he, allowed other doors to be shut. But until I yielded myself, he began to open up doors that I never want to went through. Because I said, Lord, what is the purpose you have in my life? Not my will be done, but your will be done. I preach and teach at the same time. It's not about your will. Your will is not as great as God's will for your life. So I got to witness anybody. Since I surrendered, God has opened doors outside of the religious sector for me. So I got to witness anybody. God has opened doors that I never thought I would go through because I said I don't belong there. But God says I'll put you among kings if you just humble yourself. I gotta witness anybody. Turn many times we try to go through uh, somewhere that we should not be or we're not prepared to be. Uh, I, I, I was sharing this with Lady McGraw that oftentimes there's no growth because you're not mature enough for growth. 
Sometimes there's no growth, amen, because you're not mature enough for the growth. It's just like when you was raising your child. You knew what maturity would give them. You wasn't going to release your car keys to them when they was 15. They was not mature enough to drive the car. It wasn't mature enough to drive the car at 16. You had to wait till they got to a mature level that you trust them behind the wheel. God don't trust you with the keys. He don't trust you behind the wheel because he knows you're not mature enough to go down the lane he told you to go down. I know I'm preaching in here. Turn to your neighbor when you're going to grow up. And that's why the Bible lets me know in the book of Acts 14, verse 22. Acts 14, verse 22. We must, through much tribulations, enter into the kingdom of God. You're going to go through much tribulations before you get to heaven. Lord, have mercy here. You're about to holler back at me today. Amen. Look at that word, Acts 14, 22. We must, through much tribulations, enter into the kingdom of God. You got to go through something if you're going to get in. He didn't say it's going to be easy. You got to go through it. So I got to witness anybody. Amen, I realized something. Everything easy, amen, I couldn't appreciate it. If I had to work for it, I could appreciate it. If I had to go through something to achieve it, I could appreciate it. But when it's just given to you, you expect it to be given to you. Then you mishandle it because you did not earn it. But when you earn something, you protect it. So guess what? I'm protecting my soul. I'm protecting my anointing because I have to pray. I have to fast. I I have to fight my way through to get anointed. Oh, I got to witness anybody. When something's just given to you, you don't know how to to handle it. But when something that you have to reach for, amen, you don't want to let go once you get it. Do I got to witness anybody? That's why the word says we must, through much tribulations, enter into the kingdom of God. For the righteous is going to scarcely make it in. Do I got to witness anybody? I know I'm preaching and teaching at the same time. Amen. Somebody said, oh, he's teaching me something. He's teaching me something. That you got to go through on this earth if you're going to make it to the kingdom. Do I got to witness anybody? First Thessalonians 3 and 4 says, For verily, First Thessalonians, the third chapter, verse 4. Amen. It says, For verily, when we were with you, <laughs> when we were with you, we told you before that we should suffer tribulations. Even as it came to pass, as you know. Now, you watched it come to pass, and you know it. We told you you was going to have to suffer. Why are you acting brand new now? Told you you was going 
It is the spirit that stands up and faces life's trials. You've been facing trials on your back too long. It's time for you to get up and face it head on. Do I got to witness anybody? If you stay on your back long enough, you're going to die. Do I got to witness anybody? If you stay in your bed too long, guess what? Your blood flow don't flow like it used to. So what happens is it causes things to swell in your body. It causes blood clots and you get out the bed and wonder why you're stiff because you've been laying down too long. And you want the livers of life to flow through your body. You got to get up and move. Do I got to witness anybody? You got to speak to them dry bones and say, get up from here. You shall live. Yeah. Do I got to witness anybody? Yeah. Turn to your neighbor. Yeah. I'm not going to just lay there and take it. But I'm going to get up and fight for my life. Do I got to witness anybody? Well, that actively goes about conquering and overcoming the trial and tribulation. Yeah, when trials confront us, who is truly justified, we are stirred to arise and face the trials ahead of us. Uh, immediately, we set out to conquer and overcome them. Uh, we know that God is allowing the trials in order to teach us more and more patience. Woo, trials teach us patience. What do you mean, Pastor? You know how you get mad at God if I can pray for Can I preach and teach at the same time? Oftentimes we complain before. 
That's Hebrews, the 10th chapter, verse 36. And the Bible says, for you have need of patience. Yes, I do. Guess what, uh, Sister June Evans, Mother Evans? I have need for patience. Lord, <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I have need. Lord, I need some patience. Am I by myself? The word says, for you have need of patience. That, comma, after you have done the will of God, you might receive promise.
try to kill everything you believe in ain't God. But you have to know what you believe. The Bible says that he is a rewarder to them that do to seek him, right? He said, without faith is what? Impossible to please him. But he's a rewarder to them that do to seek him. So he says, without faith I can't please him. So people know if I don't have faith, I'm not pleasing him. So they try to do what? Destroy my faith.
he says, learn how to stay perfected and perfect one day at a time. Stop trying to look a year from now. Live stay perfectly one day at a time. That one day becomes two days. That one day becomes three days. That one day becomes four days. That one day becomes five days. He says, that's why he said he was teaching us to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling one day at a time. One at a time. My dad, man, he was deep teacher. And man, I said, okay, I can do it one day at a time. I'm trying to make sure to do a whole month. If I can do one day at a time, I can make it to a month. I can make it to two months. I can make it to three months. Then I can stand up for New Year's Eve and he'll have us all stand up for New Year's Eve. Who better save all year round? Yeah. I was so happy to say, I made it. Because I was asking God every day, say, keep me. Keep me, Lord. Don't let me get into no gossip. Don't let me get into no complaining. Don't let me get into no lying. Don't let me get into no backbiting. Help me, oh God, not to gossip. Help me, Lord, to pick up the phone. Help me to close my mouth. Help me not to get angry. Help me to hold my temper. Help me, Lord. I know this is what I need help today. I know I did it yesterday, but today's different. I'm about to go to work, and I'm going to meet you folks. I'm going to get in my Help me not to react. One day at a time. How many of y'all can live say one day at a time? Tell me a show of hands.
Ask me how I know the devil had to come out of me. Come on, somebody. You act like you've been sanctified since you got saved. Amen. The Bible says you should have received power after you received the Holy Ghost. I was saved without no Holy Ghost. So I had no power. I was saved, I believed, but I did not have the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's why it's so imperative to have the Holy Ghost. You can have, you can, you, the Bible says you believe in your heart, confess your mouth, you shall be saved. Where did it say when you feel with the Holy Ghost at? You're saved. But now once you're saved, you got to get filled with the Holy Ghost. So I got to witness anybody. Why do you need the Holy Ghost? It keeps you. It controls your tongue. It orders your footsteps. It gives you wisdom and knowledge, and it brings all truth back to you. Everything that you study, the Holy Spirit will remind you of what you study. When I was saved, I was still cussing. I had no power. Amen, somebody. But when I got the Holy Ghost, he took the cussing out of my mouth. He took the fighting out of my fist. That's why I said, Lord, feel me, feel me, feel me, feel me, feel me. Come on, I'm going to take some time for this. Some of y'all say, but y'all need the Holy Ghost. I'm be like, feel me, Lord, all time. I, I came down and tarried for the Holy Ghost. I tarried, and I, I didn't understand the importance of tarrying, and it showed that I was surrendering, Lord, just clean me. Anything that's not in me, take it out. And I tarried. to take over my tongue. So I got to witness anybody. And he begins to fill me with the Holy Spirit. And I begin to speak with tongues with evidence. So I got to witness anybody. So I got to witness somebody say, yes, I know what he's talking about. You see, once I got the Holy Ghost, then I can do the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is the attribute of the Holy Ghost. I cannot love, have long suffering, have patience, and have kindness without the Holy Ghost.
Pray for anything. 